today is a special day because I'm going to give some insight for the youngins out there, the high schoolers, probably freshmen through senior. I mean, eighth graders can listen to of what what getting recruited at in high school means and how that age has changed from the time I was in high school to now. And I don't want you guys to think that I'm trying to be this guy, this old grandpa that's like, oh, yeah, back in my day, we did this, this and this, because that's that's not the reality of it, guys. I'm 25 years old. Come on, give me a break. I'm not even that old. And I'm just excited to share the knowledge that I have. So if you guys didn't listen to the first episode of season two, um, I got recruited out of high school in my senior year and went to New Mexico State as a walk on. And, you know, things didn't work out, got cut my freshman year came back, had a pretty strong sophomore fall and it just didn't work out got cut again and went to Juco. Um, I had the privilege of getting a few offers after I left New Mexico state. Um, and the first one I had decided to jump on again was Luna community college. I got a full ride and it kind of paved the way of the recruitment process. And I didn't realize that until after I got out of high school, which was kind of funny because I always knew that I was going to play at the top level, regardless of what that level was. I knew I was going to end up at a school that competes, that had the values and culture to be great. And I just never really worried about it. And I can understand why some juniors and seniors are out there really pressing themselves to be the best they can be in their seasons, because it's a lot of pressure. And I don't think people see it that way. You know, parents can be like, oh, come on, kid, just go out there and play ball but it's not even about playing ball at that point. It kind of turns into a job. So I know I talked about in my Instagram, there was three things that you guys needed to be great at three. There's three commonalities that you needed to have. And today we're going to sit down and dive deeper into what that is. So I have my phone looking at some notes. Um, but to speak fully from the heart, I think the first and foremost value that you need to have is confidence. If you are wanting to play ball at the next level, and you have a passion for playing division one baseball. We'll just talk about division one because I know this is what everyone wants to hear. This is what everyone wants to, to, to get to. This is the end goal for any passion of it. Any, what the heck am I saying? Any baseball player that is passionate about the sport. So there is no secret formula for getting recruited by a D one school. A lot of it has to do with your size, how developed you are and being at the right place at the right time. Those three things. That's really it. You can have okay grades. You can be, I mean, a little underdeveloped in the weight side and the size side. So with that being said, I want to get into the first one. And it's the overview, the plan of what you have for yourself. What is it that you're looking to do? Are you looking to go to a school and play division one ball and play pro ball? Are you looking at just playing four years of baseball, wherever that takes you? You know, there's some guys out there that just really love sport and they want to be around it and they're willing to do whatever it takes, whether it's an AI school, whether it's a JUCO, whether it's D2, whether it's D3, whatever they can do, Sunday league baseball. I mean, whatever you have planned for it. But in this case, we're talking about college and getting recruited. Um, That's going to be huge. So is that your goal? Or on the third hand, you're just looking at playing wherever you want, like wherever anyone's going to take you. And that can be kind of powerful as well. The guy that wants to just play isn't worried about Duke, isn't worried about North Carolina, isn't worried about Texas, isn't worried about the West Coast schools. He is worried about playing baseball for four years 
and giving himself a chance to get drafted. And those players don't come very often. You know, I'm not even going to lie. I was one of those players. I was a player that I knew my goal was to play at a D1 school and I was going to do whatever it took. On the flip side, the ones that don't have anything to lose, and it's not even just about recruiting. It's about the mindset. If you do not have anything to lose, if you're playing with nothing to lose, you are playing relaxed. You're playing confident. You are playing with everything being so organic and so open into ha- whatever. There's so many possibilities that can come out of it. I wouldn't say you're getting, you're not getting your hopes up, but it's more of a, there is no defined result. You never want to be result oriented when you're coming into recruiting process. It's okay to have goals, but do not get stuck on the result of that. Do not get stuck on, I want to see my name up on Texas's locker room. I want to see my name up on UNM's locker room. No, get away from that. Plan and reach a, have a goal that is going to give you a basis, a baseline of more opportunities to come your way. If you want to go to D1, just say D1. If you want to play for a good D2 and start all four years, make that a goal. But stick to the basic and pretty much don't just don't identify anything. Okay. Like it's okay to have dreams. It's okay to have goals, but do not get too driven into the end result of that. So that's the first one. Second thing is grades. You have good grades. If you're a three, five, three, seven student, you have a lot to work with. Okay. Not many baseball players are getting full ride scholarships. And if they are saying they're getting full ride scholarship guys, listen to me, they are not getting full ride scholarships at New Mexico state. They were given four to five full ride scholarships. You're getting the whole team is getting five full ride scholarships with those five full ride scholarships. They break them up and split the money up and distribute it out to a 30 to 40 man roster. There may be a couple of, a couple of instances where one guy gets a full ride. That guy better be a five-star athlete and getting drafted his sophomore year. So that money can come back. But again, that is New Mexico state. Was it five specifically? I mean, I, it was around there. It definitely wasn't more than 10. And we get into the ACC schools, you get into SEC schools. It's just a different volume. That's a different monster that I'm not even going to even touch, but just know that baseball does not get that many full rides. Grades is going to help you get the money that you need to probably have to be able to go to the school that you want to go to. It's not cheap, y'all. Like college is not cheap and it can build up into getting yourself into loans, um, pulling out, you know, credit cards, doing a bunch of stuff that is going to give you a negative result in the long term. And what I mean by that is when you're done playing baseball, all that shit, you still got to pay off. And if you're not having that loan, um, what is it called? Loan relief program or anything that's helping out with you getting a degree to help pay off those college loans, you're shit out of luck, man. And again, I'm blessed to be able to say that I left college without touching a single loan. And that's thankful. I'm thankful to my grandparents and I'm thankful to my parents for that. They helped me. They said, get your good grades, play baseball, get a degree and we'll help you out. Not many kids have that, have that, um, what do you call it? Just that plan set up for them. So I was lucky, but be just be mindful of the school that you want to go to do, do research guys. I thought I was doing good enough research, but I knew more or less. I wasn't going to go to Texas. I wasn't, I wanted to go to Texas, but I was only going to go there if I got a full ride. I couldn't afford going out of state. Like that was just, that was too selfish of me to be like, okay, since I'm going to have all of this paid for, I'm just going to go to California, run up $60,000 a year in um, tuition 
and get a shitty degree for four years or five years. Like you guys got to understand college, a university, you are probably going to be there for five years. Majority of the programs that you're in for a degree is a five-year plan. If you get out in four, good for you. But if you're playing baseball and you're playing at the highest level or the best level you want to play at, I'm pretty sure you're going to be there for five years. And that's to say if you don't get hurt or if you don't redshirt. So give yourself five years of that. That's five years worth of tuition, books, meal plan, everything else, board, like room, everything else that goes into it that you have not yet earned a scholarship for. So plan accordingly to that. Talk to your parents about what's going to be that kind of roadmap of how you're going to get there and how you're going to be successful and do the easy part of getting good grades. There's free money out there, not only in your state, there's free money out there on websites that you can easily apply to with a maybe page, page and a half um, letter or um, essay to apply for it. And you could possibly get some money out of it. I know it sucks. <laughs> I didn't really take advantage of it, but trust me, the more money you have, the, the less you got to pay out of your pocket. And the more money you have in your pocket, guys, like and literally in your own pocket, because once you get that refund check back for whatever tuition that was was already paid off, that money's yours. You pocket that like you could be taking home fifteen hundred dollars and you using it on whatever you want. So, again, be mindful of that stuff. The third and this one is huge. Go to a school that the coach is invested in you. Now, this is something that I'm, I got to be careful with because I've been around some amazing coaches. My four years of, or not even three years of playing college baseball, I was surrounded around some really great coaches, some coaches that coach MLB players, some coaches that coach really good players that are now in the pros. But understand that this is a game. This is not a, just a game when you get to college. This is a business. The higher you get in levels of college baseball, the more of a business this is. And yes, it's still fun. Yes, you should always see it as fun. You shouldn't get caught up too much in the underlying themes or the, oh, he gets more money and I get less money or he's on a full or, and I'm not, and he has a scully and I don't. Like That's bullshit. Once you get caught up in that, you're, you're fucked. You're done. But understand that when you're getting recruited, it is like you are selling yourself for a job. And I know a lot of baseball players don't understand what that means because we don't get jobs. You know, we don't work. Our work is playing ball. Our work is trying to get to a school that's going to provide for us after the four years of playing there or two years of playing there. But know that these coaches have a scheme. They have a strategy. They have a need for certain players and they have a want for certain talent. Every coach has his own formula of what his team is going to look like. And do you fit that formula? Do you truly fit the talent that is out there every day? Hey, you might be a 250, 230 average hitter. You might not put any balls out to left field, but you hit for average and you make contact and you run the bases really well. Your defense is solid. Are you going to go to a West Coast, a West Coast school that puts balls out in left field probably three or four times a game? Are you going to compete with a guy that's 6'6", big time righty and pulls everything or goes straight left, left center field, dead center and win a spot over him? Probably not. But that's what I mean by understand that this is a business. Understand that these coaches are looking at you with a value mark on you to see how they can basically get you to make them look good on paper and on wins and get them a championship. And trust me, it's not to sound disrespectful, guys. This is a this is me being blunt and this is me being truthful. 
yes, coaches out there are great. Yes, there are coaches out there that really care for you. And they should. Any coach that gets a player, that recruits a player, should care about them and do the most for them and take them in as their son. But know this, that they are also there to make sure they have a job the next day, just like you have a spot the next day. And they will do pretty much whatever they have to do to get the best nine players on that field. It is what it is, y'all. This is life. Like, we wouldn't be playing the sport if it was easy. We wouldn't be playing the sport if it wasn't something that we knew we had to compete for every day of our lives. This is this is a game, but it's it's real. This is this is real. Game, baseball is kind of like life, like everyone says, in its own way, in its own form. But in college, it's just elevated a little bit more. Just to talk a little bit about what my experience was like at the D1 level. I was there for a year and a half, guys. I don't really... Just, I don't really talk a lot about it, especially when, you know, the certain stuff that I was going through didn't work out in my favor. It's just, it's, it's like, it gives me a sour taste in my mouth, but to share knowledge for you guys, the D one level is heightened. Everything is the same in and outs, BP stuff you're doing in high school. You're probably doing the same drills or same situations as a D one program. We do not do anything different at the D1 level. All we do is we heighten everything. The intensity is a lot higher. The game moves faster. And what do I mean by that? You're on your ass about every little technique that you're putting in. If you're not doing the little things, the taking care of the little things, getting that first step, reading the, the ball, taking signs from the catcher, being in the dugout, picking up his arm angle, his arm slot. Is he throwing a fastball over the top or is he coming to throw his cutter little three quarters and is he dropping down for a slider? Picking up those things. Everything is heightened in that form and it's easy to get caught up in it because you're like, oh shit, D1, D1, D1. It's almost like pro ball. And you get there and it can fuck with you. It can really play with your head. And that's what happened to me my first year. It played with my head. I let everything go to my head and was like, damn man, like I'm really here. I'm really here. I was starstruck. I was pitching against guys that were getting drafted. You know, my roommate at the time, he just got done making his debut while Bradish and he had an all-star outing this last week. So again, it's easy to get starstruck and everything. It's easy to be like, damn, I'm so blessed to be here. Well, shit, you're there for a reason. I remember my pitching coach telling me one thing, dude, you got to stop being a pussy and know that you're here because you deserve to be here and playing like you're, you're meant to be here completely switched my mindset the year after that because I came in and I was like, fuck you. I'm going to strike your ass out. I had a good fall. I had a good um, sophomore fall. You know, things just didn't work out. So again, just to, to go over it, know what program you're trying to go into. Okay. Go check out a couple games. Look at their stats. What are they doing well at? What is their formula? What is their, what is their two to three things that they do very well that you could probably help out with. If you're hitting the ball oppo majority of the season and you're going and looking at a team that's a pool heavy team and that has a left field porch at 300 and their right center is 395, 405, come on now. You really think they're looking for left-handed hitters? I mean, they might need one or two, but is that at the top of their list? Probably not. Now we're talking about JUCOs and four-year schools. JUCO's looking at guys that they can literally bring in at that time. And JUCO's have it a little bit easier. They can be a little more flexible in what they're looking at. Four-year schools, they want to make sure they're bringing in a guy that they don't have to start at level one with, and they can just take and run with them. Hopefully see them in the starting lineup. Hopefully can get them in some games in the rotation. 
but at most by their sophomore year, make sure that they are winning games for them. Because if they cannot bring a sophomore guy that's going to be their guy the sophomore year, there's no point in even taking them and, you know, giving them a scholarship. Just let them go to a two-year JUCO and bring them up then. You know, you don't you don't see a lot of schools that are very competitive bringing a bunch of freshmen and their freshmen start for four years. That is why the JUCO level is made. That is the purpose of going to a junior college. And yeah, you could have the the ego and just be like, nah, I ain't going there. Shit, fuck that. I'm I'm better than that. Trust me, I had it. Where did I end up? A JUCO. Guys, the talent there is unreal. And I can argue that some of the talent there gets unnoticed and they don't make it to a Division One level. They make it to a good D2, probably get drafted, but the numbers there are still there. Numbers are numbers in baseball, y'all. Like, just know that. There's guys throwing 90 everywhere. There's got 90 is not even hard anymore. You know, 96 is, eh, cool. You, that's pretty hard. But everyone's throwing that now. So it doesn't even matter what level you're at. It's just D1 always has the most money. D1 gets this. D1 gets that. They get the free trips. They get the planes. They get the girls. Like, whatever you want to talk about. But to go, you know, to keep following the whole point of that is, a junior college is a perfect spot for someone that's really trying to figure out what kind of baseball player they are. You know, on the pitching side, you know, are you a guy that's throwing 82, 83 right now? And, you know, you, you feel like you can throw harder. You just need the right, you know, mechanics. You need the right tender, loving care. And there's a program out there that has a great pitching coach that has the resume of taking his pitchers and putting them in good four-year institutes that can play ball. or are you a hitter? Are you a guy that, you know, hits 300, but strikes out a lot, um, puts balls out, you know, every five to six games, but it's not very consistent. It's just a Juco level for you guys. Like that's the point of it. You make those mistakes in Juco. It'd be, you'd be surprised. I've seen some pretty crazy shit happen, bro. Like speaking from experience, I went to my first year in my Juco season. I probably walked four to five guys in a row. And that was my issue. I just, I had a hard time commanding stuff. Like that was one of my reasons why I got cut my freshman year. I fixed it my sophomore fall, but you know, some things happened. I had to switch my arm slot again. I was just getting used to everything mid season. And I just started walking dudes. There's a guy that went up there next to next after me. And he was throwing 94, 95 and he was walking dudes worse than I was walking. He was throwing and hitting it, hitting the wall, you know? So he's like 10, 10 footers just straight to the ground. That's where you make those mistakes. That's where you work on stuff. That is the single A, the double A, the triple A, whatever you see Juco as, that is your farm league system. Use it. Ben, you're, you're, ben, you're benefiting it. Bene, shit, I can't even fucking talk. You are benefiting from it because you are practicing your craft for two years and you are getting another two years to go be great at a school and win a championship. Do Juco's want to win championships? Hell yeah, they do. But the difference between a JUCO and a four-year school, and it's it's hard. It's hard having this mentality because we come out of high school from a good culture, a good brotherhood where you're with them for four years. And then you got to flip around and turn around and go to a two-year school that is just trying to win ball games. And sometimes they'll do anything they can to just get their record up because the more wins you have, the better coaches that are going to come watch your games. The more wins you have, the more opportunities you're going to have at getting scholarships. The further you get in the Juco World Series, the more college coaches are going to be sitting there watching you, looking at your name because your fucking stats are built up. Like, again, 
It's all about winning and it's all about having the resume and the culture of that team that coaches can trust to keep going to. Coaches are rarely ever going to go to a school that only has one player that's good. He has to be really like 450, putting bombs out, leading the nation in something. But schools, schools, coaches don't like going to a school that just has a LeBron James on the team. It looks, it looks weird. It, it does. It looks kind of like off-putting. But a coach is going to go out and check out six to seven dudes that can play and that can ball and that are four-star athletes and, you know, got a, got a winning season going. That's the kind of guys they want to bring in. Juco is an I season. You are playing for yourselves. One mindset, you're playing for yourself. On another mindset, you open it up to the team and you're doing whatever you can on that field to make the team win. It's hard, it's hard to juggle, but the quicker you can understand that, the easier it's going to be for you when you go into a JUCO and be like, all right, I'm going to bet all on myself, but at the end of the day, I'm not going to be a negative attitude dude. I'm not going to be a guy that's just going to talk shit about someone that has my spot. If he gets my spot, he gets my spot. I'm going to keep working at it. But know that you got to do everything in your power to be better than the next guy in front of you. That's all, that's all it is. And the practices are long. There's no rules in JUCO, man. That's why they call the JUCO bandits. They, they're dirty. You get down. You play all year. You know, you don't really have an off season because you're playing in the fall, which is kind of cool. You get to kind of build yourselves up until the next season. But it's, that's, the, that's the juicy part about going to a JUCO, bro. It's just baseball and go. Baseball and go. That's all you're doing. Bus rides at 4 a.m., coming back, being able to turn around and go to class at 7 a.m., it's an experience. It's something that I, I cherish because I got to experience both the JUCO level and the D1 level, not in the form that I wanted to, but now I can share that knowledge with you guys and be like, look, this is what you can expect from a JUCO. This is what you can expect from a four-year institute. And the most important thing, guys, do not get, do not be afraid, actually. Do not be afraid to get into the light of being the guy that has all the exposure. Be the guy that wants to be up there in the ninth inning. Be the guy that's a team guy. Be the guy that wants to play every position because at the end of the day, there's someone that has your position that's doing way better than you. And you're going to need to be versatile. You're going to need to find something that you can do that is going to make you stand out. And I'm sorry, but baseball has changed so many times in the last 10 years that there's really nothing crazy that someone is doing that isn't getting noticed. You want to be original, but at the same time, you want to make sure that you're doing the little things right. Because I'm telling you, coaches pick up on it. They really do. How I got recruited was at a combine my sophomore year throwing sidearm. Who, was, who else was throwing sidearm at that combine? Nobody. I was the only guy that was throwing sidearm. Pitching coach ended up liking me. I think actually it was my junior year. They didn't talk to me. They just kind of let me play it out, play it out, play it out. And then senior year came. Guys, I had a coach show up to a football game, a football game. Like I said, you would be surprised at what these coaches are looking at nowadays because they want to make sure that they got a dude. You know, if you can throw a ball at 95 miles an hour, you can hit a ball, you know, four or 500 feet. That's cool. But what kind of personality do you have? You know, are you going to mix well with the team? Or are you just that douchebag that just kind of shows up whatever time you want to and just does whatever, that does whatever he wants. N know that you don't know everything. And the quicker that you understand that when you go to a program 
you're probably going to have to tweak some stuff that you've been doing for 18 years. That's going to be the reality check of, oh shit, do I actually want to listen to this coach or do I want to sit on the bench the rest of the year? Because you are going to do their program and you are going into what they're successful at and they do know more baseball than you. And sometimes coaches aren't willing to let you free loaf or do hit a certain way or not hit with an open stance or not have a two strike approach where you're going middle away or not taking quabs or just any little thing, guys, you got to open yourselves up to it because whatever you're watching on TikTok and on Instagram is great and all, but those guys are already there, you know, they're already doing it. So again, what's going to make you stand out? How are you going to go about it? And what kind of money is it going to look like in the long run? Baseball doesn't last forever. I'm not even sitting here trying to talk down on you guys because I didn't make it. I'm just saying not to have a a backup plan, but understand that it's going to end sometime. What are you going to do after that? Because if you don't have a passion for other things that surround baseball, you are going to kill yourself with being so consumed with baseball that it's going to ruin your love for it. Because that was me. I thought baseball was going to take me everywhere. I had, I bet on baseball. I thought I was doing more for the game. Like I said before, I've said in other episodes, I thought I was doing more for the game than the game was doing for me. And look what it did to me. Straight up just said, ha, psych. That's not how it's going to work, buddy. And I was 22 years old, never had a job. Had to build a resume based off of volunteer work and had to settle for a part-time job when I had 22-year-old friends that were making good money buying houses and I was like dang man is this really worth it I don't know dude you guys just got to have things figured out now it's it's not rocket science but at the same time there's kids that are making six figures that are 19 years old and 17 years old like it's it's not hard but understand that if baseball is really something you're passionate about you need to do everything in your entirety to make the most of it and enjoy it. That's the biggest thing. Like, don't get too caught up again, being result heavy. If you're not getting calls from coaches, so what, man, it's going to come. And if you have to go walk on or be a preferred walk on, do that and show them that you deserve a scholarship because the more times you have fun with the game, the longer the game is going to give you. The more times you have fun, the more years it's going to give you. And that is why those guys are in the pros right now because they don't see it as, oh shit, I got to show up today. Oh man, I got another, you know, 60 yards to run or, oh, we got conditioning today. They're just like, hell yeah, I'm excited to be on the field today, man. Another day, another blessing. It's not hard guys, but take it as you want and good luck. And if you ever need any sort of like advice or any tips of what, it, what, what to go into, hit me up. I'm always happy to help you guys out. And uh, I really appreciated you guys for tuning in to this one. Peace out. Peace out. Peace out. Peace out.